everybody and welcome to the Energetic Principles podcast. I'm your host, Melissa LaFera, an astrologer and tarot consultant and all-around creative from sunny San Diego, California. And I'm excited to be back with this maiden voyage of my new podcast. This first episode is for the week of April 16th, 2018. So you may know me from my previous venture, the Feminine Principle podcast, Astrology for Authentic Living, with friend and fellow astrologer Shauna McGrath where we chatted it up weekly, discussing the current astrological climate. This new show carries on some of that same format, with a little bit of a twist. So let's break it down a bit. Here's what to expect. I'll kick off the show with a weekly astro report, along with a few tarot polls and our animal ambassador of the week. The goal is to help guide and prepare you for the utmost awareness in the energy of the moment. For if you use your energy right, it has a better chance of working for you. Then, and I'm super excited about this, there will be a weekly guest to join me in conversation on a chosen topic pertaining to the week. And I'm even more excited to share that my first guest is my longtime friend and spiritual gal pal, Kiki Matoba, also known as the happiness healer. So before we get started here, please remember, as always, take what resonates and leave the rest, because only you know you best. So thank you so much for joining me today, and if you'd like to show appreciation for my work, you can do so on Patreon at patreon.com backslash energetic principles. So let's get down to this week's astro report. We are freshly coming off a new moon in Aries, where we are planting new seeds in the areas of courage, healthy self-focus, independent action, and the ability to stand on our own two feet and express our needs. This is a dynamic time of year as it sets a bit of a precedent to the year's growth and harvest. Our lunar lady is going to carry on through the week in the beginning of her waxing phase as the energy of the lunar month increases in strength. She will tour stabilizing Taurus, communicative Gemini, sensitive Cancer, and then close out the week with our first quarter square in the early degrees of Leo on Sunday and Monday, depending on where you live in the world. So let's run through the week to get an idea of what is in store. All time approximations are for North America. So if you live in Europe, add about eight hours. And if you're in Australia or the East, add about 17 hours, basically the following day. Keep in mind that timing isn't always precise as astrological transits or the connections that planets make have varied emphasis as they apply and separate. So it's quite possible to feel the energy sooner or later than an exact moment of contact. We've actually got quite an active week, which makes sense since we are waxing off that Aries new moon. We've got some Venus action from Taurus, the sun meeting Uranus and Aries before moving into Taurus, Saturn and Pluto both going retrograde, Chiron moving into Aries, and the first quarter moon in Leo dynamically capping off this week. That's a lot. So energy is definitely shifting this week and we are bound to feel it. 
So let's dive in. We start the week off on Monday, uh, where we're waxing off that new moon in Aries, and the moon is now in Taurus. Um, and we'll maybe making a sextile to Saturn. So there's kind of a practical nature of the day, uh, and we might be devoting ourselves to that path forward, whatever those new moon intention seeds we were planting uh, the day before. This is kind of when things start to get settled and we begin to wax forward or take action. We've actually got Venus, who will be opposing Jupiter and then trining Pluto uh, at this time on Monday and Tuesday, roughly. So there's a bit of pleasure going on, some enjoyment, some possible overindulgence you might encounter. But there's also, a t- this is a great time to deepen any relationships that you want to connect with or share love with others or some profound insights that you might have uh, because partnerships and creative endeavors are kind of getting a boost on Monday and Tuesday. Then on Tuesday, Tuesday is actually a pretty busy day. Uh, There's a lot of moon contacts going on. We still have the moon in Taurus, uh, and the moon will sextile Neptune, trine Mars, oppose Jupiter, trine Pluto, and conjunct Venus all in one day. Uh, So our moon uh, and what is kind of our emotive behavior, what kind of um, triggers us to react in certain ways, uh, and that's why talking about the moon is so prevalent when it comes to prediction is because it's the fastest moving body. And that is what's triggering what is going on from moment to moment. And so uh, we began the day with that sextile to Neptune where, you know, our emotive behavior is a bit inspired uh, and it trines Mars and we're going to have the energy needed to get things done. Opposing Jupiter, chances are we might overextend ourselves a bit bit later in the day, um, and we might have to encounter that a little bit, Uh, but then that trying to Pluto is going to perhaps provide a productive emotional outburst, or it can be a trigger point um, in a way. So Tuesday, because it's so busy, so many moon contacts, uh, a couple other things that I'm about to talk about here in a second. But overall, uh, this could be a potential trigger day to the whole week that helps us move forward with the waxing energy of the moon. Luckily, the moon's going to conjunct Venus later in the day. And so there'll be an opportunity to uh, enjoy a little affection or have a healing moment or get together with some friends or just do something that overly or just overall provides emotional satisfaction. Uh, So the bottom line is the day is busy and it could be what sets the scene for tomorrow's dynamic conjunction, which I'll get into in a second. Um, But also of note and very much of note is Chiron, also known as the wounded healer, um, is moving into Aries early Tuesday morning. And Chiron has been in Aries um, for over seven years. So we've been, oh, excuse me. See, I'm recording this during Mercury retrograde, just FYI. (laughs) But Chiron has been in Pisces for the last seven plus years. Um, And so it's kind of a big deal when Chiron or these slower moving bodies move to a new sign because we feel that dynamic shift. Um, So a lot of this uh, healing focus is kind of switching from where last seven years we've been dealing with like messy emotional patterns or situations or dealing with necessary sacrifices that had to happen uh, in in some way or another. Um, We have to deal with those those wounds from these events outside of ourselves that we just basically had no control over. 
And so now that's going to be switching into Aries. Uh, and so we're getting out that kind of emotional water, but we're probably going to be tested on uh, triggers and, and, and potential wounds around um, our ego going too far, you know, because uh, that's kind of Aries uh, realm is that ego action. Um, so it's just getting settled there. It's going to retrograde back into Pisces in late September, and it won't officially move into Aries uh, for its seven-year stay until February of 2019. Uh, but starting Tuesday, we begin to feel that energy. Also, no, we have Saturn who's going retrograde um, at the sa- on the same day. And so where we push forward in normal Saturn motion, uh, where we kind of encounter limitations outside of us or, or you know, uh, framework or discipline in some way or what we're devoting ourselves to, um, now that is switched inside. Uh, so... Basically, we're going to have until September 6th of this year uh, to kind of review those areas and review our how well we are disciplined on the inside, um, but also to integrate the outer framework we've been building since August of 2017 around that last, uh, that solar eclipse, the great American solar eclipse, because Saturn has been direct since that time. Uh, so you can see that Tuesday has a lot going on and there's definitely a shift there. Then we get to Wednesday, and Wednesday we have uh, the moon moving into Gemini, uh, and we'll be in a sextile to Mercury in Aries at one point in the day. Uh, so our emotions are moving from that kind of stable uh, energy of Taurus, that grounded practical consideration, to, a, uh, to the emotions getting into the mind and being very much more active. Um, and your thoughts are probably going to dominate your emotions over the next couple days. Uh, but with the sextile to Mercury, Mercury, Wednesday is going to give us that opportunity to communicate and connect with others and really just express ourselves when the need arises. And expressing us, uh, expressing ourselves is something we might actually uh, be called to do because we have a big, um, a big conjunction happening on Wednesday. And that is when the sun is going to conjunct Uranus uh, in Aries at 28 degrees. And whenever Uranus is brought involved, you know, there is an element of surprise. There can be a little anxiety or a little nervousness in the air on Wednesday, especially with that Gemini moon. We might feel restless. Uh, We're just ready to get on with it. We're ready to break free from whatever's been holding us back in any way. Um, And this is actually the perfect time to release any outdated modes of expression or, you know, habits that have been holding you down or what you can do to liven your life up a little bit. Um, And essentially, because Uranus brings breakthrough energy with it, there is a bit of uh, an opportunity to really attune with the path that you're on right now. So a lot of the changes that we're making in our lives and the direction that we're going to uh, towards after this Aries new moon, we're probably going to get aligned a lot with it on Wednesday. And um, surprises can come from without and within. So just be on the lookout for that and know that there's an element of surprise in the air. And I found it very interesting because the Sabian symbol for uh, the sun meeting Uranus is the music of spears. So do not be surprised if messages come today, and especially via song. So there seems to be, you know, uh, kind of a theme of receiving messages. So keep an open ear because you just, you never know what you might download, especially on a day when the sun conjuncts Uranus, as that only happens once a year. 
Um, and then right after that, the sun's going to move into 29 degrees Aries uh, on late Wednesday and early Thursday. And chances are we're going to be tested on all of what we've learned over the last 30 days. And there's probably going to be a test of our character. Uh, so just be aware that, you know, late Wednesday, early Thursday, if you're feeling like, ah, I've made it all this progress and now I feel like I'm falling back into, you know, something that I didn't want to be or feeling the doubt or, you know, whatever it is, um, just know this is kind of that final test of your character and, and a test of the right use of your action um, and the right use of your ego. Because a lot of what we've been doing during this uh, Aries season, and especially since Mercury was retrograde for three and a half weeks, was kind of going back over our ego impulses and um, where that might not work so well for us. So uh, just know that Wednesday and early Thursday, there could be a test. So just move on, you know, move on to the future you that you've been putting all this work into, uh, put any outdated ego responses to bed forever, basically. So just keep that in mind. So then on Thursday, we still have that moon in Gemini, uh, and it is going to square Neptune earlier on in the morning. Uh, and so that's where we could find that test of doubt, or we could be deceiving ourselves in some way, or kind of a little self-sabotage, or trying to escape. Like maybe if I just ah, forget it all. I'm just going to get away. <laughs> um, that's where we might be challenged, especially in the earlier part of the day. And that could be all part of that Aries test. So just be on the lookout on um, earlier on Thursday because we could be tested. But then the sun is going to move into Taurus later in the day. Uh, and we're going to feel quite the shift. Now, granted, when the sun moves into a new sign and it, it, it stabilizes itself at zero degrees, we're gonna t it's going to need a second to really kind of stabilize that energy uh, and to let that season begin. So if you feel a little foggy uh, at the end of Thursday or maybe early Friday, just know we're kind of shifting and we're moving into a, a, a new awareness. We're basically going from active fire to uh, fixed earth. So we're going to be going from this passionate, like uh, rush forward energy to this stabilizing, more patience, uh, making things permanent, um, settling down a little bit, you know, really diving into uh, our ability to be persistent at something. Um, and mostly it's about manifesting the seeds we've planted. Uh, so just know that the energy is probably going to slow down a bit and it's going to try to balance itself out, especially over the next 10 days. Um, and it's kind of a more receptive energy than an active one. So, so maybe just, you know, Taurus likes its quiet time. So over the next 10 days, if you find yourself challenged or tested in any way, uh, it could be the perfect time to go in um, and meditate for a moment or to rather than take action to kind of like sit quiet quietly, especially in like a nature setting or a peaceful setting to be more receptive. And that may allow you to find the answers that you need. So Friday, uh, we actually have the moon moving into Cancer. But before uh, the moon moves into the sign of the crab, uh, it will actually sextile Uranus, which is going to provide an opportunity to kind of awaken ourselves a bit uh, and liberate and feel as if we we're on a new chapter. So we might wake up on Friday and start the day like, oh, I, I got this. You know, I feel it shifting. I'm feeling good about what's going on. Um, and then she's going to move into sensitive and emotional Cancer. Uh, and that's where things could get a little little hairy a bit. Uh, so we kind of start off the day feeling like, yeah, I got this. And then, we're, then we might have kind of a little bit of inner conflict or some insecurities might come up a little bit um, later in the day. 
But first, we kind of have this like alignment that's going on, especially when she contacts the sun. Um, but it's that midday square to Mercury, which is going to create a little nervous excitement and potentially a bit of anxiety. Um, so Friday kind of has a, I've got this in the morning, I'm feeling good, I'm all aligned. And then maybe we get, uh, you know, hear something we that challenges us in some way, or we get a message that we're like, you know, kind of uh, puts a spoke in the wheel or just makes us think or kind of sets us back a little bit. Um, and by the end of the day, we have that opposition to Saturn. So we kind of start off, um, it, yes, it's going to be a little bit of a roller coaster of the day on Friday. Um, and just be aware that there could be some challenge, especially in the evening, uh, where we're kind of brought back to earth and we're like, oh yeah, Okay, <laughs> some reality here. Uh, and so there may be a little fear or insecurity that comes up around the future, especially later on Friday. Um, so just be aware of that and just move through it. Because since there's so many challenging planets right now in Capricorn, whenever the moon gets into Cancer, we're going, we're going to feel it. We're going to be um, uh, challenged and uh, provoked into this tug of war, basically, between our sensitive emotions and these uh, somewhat challenging experiences we have to get through. So Saturday, the moon is still in Cancer um, and is going to trine Neptune, oppose Mars, trine Jupiter, and oppose Pluto. So we kind of got another busy day going on here. Um, and so the day starts out a bit dreamy and inspired, uh, and we're kind of feeling good about things. But midday, um, that's when Mars can come into the picture and chances are some volatile emotions might come up. So just be aware that you or someone else may lose their temper a little bit on Saturday. Um, and especially if control issues come up. So just be aware there can be a bit of crankiness, a bit of irritability in the air. Um, and I'm hoping that that trying to Jupiter uh, after that opposition will help to smooth things over a bit. Uh, and if we're lucky with our trying to Jupiter, and we're honest about our involvement in the matter to begin with, that opposition to Pluto in the evening can help us heal and step into greater integrity. So I think that Saturday is going to be a pretty fruitful, um, challenging yet fruitful day um, that's going to help us get more in touch after we kind of blow off some steam. Um, Also of note, on Saturday, we have the April... um, Lyrage shower, the meteor shower that happens, I think once a year. I'm not entirely sure, so you might correct me on that. But um, it's a beautiful shower. It's one of the uh, the best known showers. Um, and so, if you are in an area, it's it's kind of better for northern hemisphere. Um, although the southern hemisphere will be able to see them between midnight and dusk. Um, it may be a little harder to see this year just because we have a first quarter moon at this time. Uh, but try to find the darkest place you can with as little light pollution as possible. Uh, and have a look because it can be very magical to watch a meteor shower. And a little tip, you might want to look to the east for the best view. All right, so now we uh, basically end the week on Sunday. We still have the moon in Cancer, uh, and she'll make a sextile to Venus. She's going to square Uranus as well uh, before moving into Leo for our first quarter moon. So we're going to start that day off probably feeling good um, with that sextile to Venus, uh, but only to be challenged by something unexpected that comes uh, around later in the day. Uh, So there could be somewhat of a disruption that happens on Sunday. 
um, where we're going to kind of have to flow with any restlessness or irritability that comes up. Um, and it could be wise not to react too quickly to any emotional triggers on Sunday, especially earlier in the day, because this is one of those moon contacts that can provoke, um, you know, accident prone moments. So none of us want to be hurt as we, you know, go forward in this dynamic manifesting uh, Taurus uh, energy. So just kind of slow your roll a little bit in the morning and just work through anything that might be a little disruptive. And then Luna's going to move into Leo to square the sun in Taurus for our first quarter moon. Uh, and then we'll also try and later in the day to Mercury, allowing for positive and passionate communication to ensue. Um, so let's talk about that first quarter moon a little bit here, uh, because with first quarter moons, we're basically waxing energy. So this is dynamic action that is outside of ourselves. Um, and so I like the symbol for this day. All right, sorry, this uh, degree, and that is three degrees Leo. Uh, and the Sabian symbol is a woman having her hair bobbed. Uh, the key word is decision, and the theme is the courage to change. So, I mean, that's pretty self-explanatory. And I love the theme, or I like the idea of the hair bobbed because, you know, uh, back in the jazz age, uh, it was a big deal when the women went to cut their hair off and have it bobbed um, because it was considered very Uranian. It was um, challenging to the status quo. You know, most women had very long hair that they wore up in a, in a bun and um, it was considered very womanly to have this long, super long hair. And so these jazz women were basically freeing themselves by giving them uh, more of a, uh, a man's cut in a sense. Um, so I kind of love this, especially with the Uranian energy of the week where we're, we're breaking past these old traditional patterns, these old, you know, um, societal preconceptions of, of what we should be doing or how we feel that we should look uh, to, you know, people outside of ourselves. So there is definitely an advantage here to break free from any, you know, self-limiting behaviors, self-limiting thoughts, um, and really embrace the idea of Leo, and that is uh, to embody the courage of what needs to be done. So on Sunday, chances are you might be um, tested uh, with, a, you know, how strong is your courage? How able are you to make the decision to go after the things you want in life or the things that light your heart up? Um, and what's most important to you? You know, those, that personal process. Um, so just know that we're going to be challenged on Sunday uh, with this dynamic action and it's kind of the next uh, turning point to the story of, uh, to uh, the moon story this month. Also of note, we have Pluto going retrograde that day, um, and Pluto will be retrograde until September 30th, uh, and it's kind of fitting that Saturn and Pluto both go retrograde this week and kind of give us a break from all this pushing we've been doing and, you know, limitations we've been encountering and having to renovate ourselves on the outside so much. Now all these processes are switched to the inside, um, and so now inner renovation can begin, uh, and being able to have, you know, like much like a bulldozer to like excavate our, you know, our, our minds, uh, our, our psych psychological motivations and really change ourselves at a cellular level. Um, so I find it very, uh, I find it very interesting, especially since it happens around the same time that the moon squares Uranus, uh, that I spoke of earlier. 
Um, so as far as the, the world scheme, you might want to look for some collective power plays that happened that day. So there could be some significant world news or uh, event at this time. Uh, and then last but not least on that day, it's actually Earth Day. So April 22nd is Earth Day. And I find that very appropriate, um, you know, uh, for, uh, well, for Taurus, obviously, you know, because we want to protect our, our Mother Earth. But also for that, um, that symbol I was just talking about, the woman having her hair bobbed. Um, because it also ties into the idea of, you know... Uh, aligning ourselves with activity uh, and being willing to do our part um, in order to achieve a goal. Um, and a lot of times we have to collectively achieve a goal by, you know, like taking care of Mother Earth. So I find this very appropriate um, for that symbol. Um, and just like a little tidbit, that Worldwide Day of Celebration began in on 19... 19- in 1970. Um, so be sure to give uh, Mother Earth a big thanks on Sunday and do your best to help, um, you know, take care of her because we all need her very much. <laughs> all right. So a little recap. It seems like there's certainly some dynamic shifts in the air this week, and we are setting the course to much of what we are manifesting during Taurus season. So luckily, the outside lessons and control issues have been worked through a little bit uh, and will give us a much, um, well, it will give us much to ponder on while Saturn and Pluto are retrograde. Uh, So that's nice. Um, And then we're also working through new ideas that may download this week. Um, So how can we get practical about any insecurities that may rear up um, and then align ourselves with the courage that is needed to move forward? Uh, Because that seems to be what is really highlighted this week. So let's look at the cards because uh, they seem to really play into what I just summarized. So I drew uh, for the week, well, basically I'm doing uh, two card polls for the whole week and I drew the lovers as the focus and the sun as the grounding. So how fitting for such a dynamic week that we have two major arcana cards that are coming up um, to kind of play into the energy. Uh, and so just to sum up the lovers, you know, these plays on... Um, Topics such as attraction or union, choices, desire, and joy, you know, what brings joy in life. And then the sun touches on themes such as vitality, enlightenment, success, happiness, joy, positivity, growth. Uh, So it seems like this week has us making choices around that which we truly desire and what we are attracted to, especially with that lover's card being the focus. So it's basically about what we love. Uh, So we're going to be wanting some union in some way, whether it's with another person or aligning ourselves to a choice that we need to make. Uh, So there is a sense of merging after a conscious choice is made. And with the sun as the grounding card, it's all based on providing greater vitality in our lives and the feeling of success. So now we are aligning ourselves with um, basically, uh, you know, our happiness and, and positive choices. Like that's, that's kind of the theme here is like in order to, you know, with the choices that we are making with that lover's card uh, and what we're attracted to, because a lot of times the lover's card basically has two options. We're either going one way or the other. And so the whole idea is that you want to choose the way that you're most attracted to that brings you the most joy. And so I love the sun being the grounding card here, because I think if we step into what brings us the most joy, that is what is going to, Uh, eventually lead to our success. Um, 
So if it brings you joy, it should be a no-brainer to decide to go down that path. Uh, So just believe in yourself, embrace your inner confidence, and make the choice to shine your light. So last but not certainly not least, uh, this show is brought to you by our week's animal ambassador, the swan. Perfect pick, I think, for this week. Um, as a sh- you know, the swan is known for its beauty and grace, uh, and it seems rather fitting with all the Venus transits this week and the sun moving into Taurus season. Because Taurus has, you know, great appreciation for the beauty of the world. And with Venus currently touring the sign of her strength, uh, which is Taurus, um, and the sun ingressing to join her, the swan really does make a natural fit. So also with the sun conjuncting Uranus, we might need a reminder through any anxiety or impulsivity uh, that if we just slow down for a moment and appreciate the unique diversity and the artistry that is all around us, then look at our world in this uh, more of a loving, graceful lens. The swan prompts us to choose to look at the world with beauty and look at our situation uh, with a softer eye in a way. Um, You know, rather than judging if something's right or wrong, just appreciate where we're at, appreciate what we have, appreciate um, how magnificent this world really is and not to get stuck in kind of those lower um, vibrations and to just rise up and really appreciate uh, the beauty that surrounds us at all times. Um, Because if you appreciate that, you know, through that appreciation, uh, that beauty will blossom more and more and you will just notice it because that's just, you know, that's just who you are at that point. Um, So I find the swan so perfect for adding um, a little extra dimension to our Taurus shift that we'll be going on to. Um, now, if you would like to go deeper with how the energy of the week will interact with you personally, I encourage you to check out my brand spanking new tarot subscription on Patreon. Um, and whether you're a tarot novice or you're an expert, the weekly spread can be of immense help to get personalized overview for the week, um, as well as helping to recap and understand what has transgressed as we go through the week. Um, so if you want to gain insight uh, to look out for, you know, where you're developing or where you're understanding uh, the transits of the week or just even the cards, um, I find that this custom spread is really, really helps. Uh, and I do ha- take a lot of pleasure in making it. And I've been testing it out for weeks on myself. And I'm so excited to bring it to everyone here. Um, so just so you know, each week, uh, so it's basically a tarot subscription uh, where it's $6 per month. Um, and you get roughly four to five spreads each month. Um, and so each week I will release a short video outlining the custom spread. Uh, and I encourage you to share, you know, your cards or your questions, uh, with the community of other Terra subscribers. Um, and the best, best of all this week, the first spread and video is free. So you can check it out on my Patreon, um, give it a go and see what you think. And if you like it, I would love for you to sign up. So to find out more about that, uh, check out patreon.com backslash energetic principles. Okay, so now let's meet our guest. All right, so I'm so excited to introduce my first guest of the Energetic Principles podcast, uh, and that is my good friend and spiritual gal pal, Kiki Matoba. And I have known her for quite some time. She was actually one of the, um, probably the first person that uh, we actually 
kind of started on our spiritual paths around the same time. And luckily we were able to gravitate toward each other and have kind of like, um, just a, you know, we already had a friendship, but we had a friendship based, a new friendship based off these spiritual principles that we started um, to uh, devour in a way. Uh, and we went down that path together. So Kiki, welcome to the podcast. Uh, we're glad to have you. Hi, everyone. I'm happy to be here. And when I say we, I mean me. I mean, I, you know, that's the Gemini Mars. I'm like, I'm two people at one time. <laughs> um, so, and we got this Gemini moon here too, Miss Keith. Yes. All my emotions um, are seeing all sides of, of things. At all times. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Give us a little background info on, you know, who you are, what you do, um, and all that jazz. Yeah. So after we started our spiritual path, um, my path went into energy work and healing and specifically Reiki and the use of crystals and light work, um, working with angels and ascended masters. And it's just been an amazing journey. And I, you know, I love it so much. And the information just comes to me so easily, which made me, which is a big sign that it was my part of my life purpose. So it's just exciting to be you know, doing this type of work at this time when our earth and our universe and humanity is just changing and shifting and we're realizing that we need to heal ourselves in more ways than just the physical, medical ways. Um, So yeah, so I'm excited to be here and to share um, any type of information with people to help them awaken and ascend and transform and, and live a joyful and peaceful and happy life. Mm, And that's so perfect that we're getting together here today because the topic um, is about Taurus season and ways to utilize that energy. Um, And uh, Taurus really uh, gets into those types of things um, with energy work and peace, you know, getting more peace in your life by uh, maintaining your mind and your environment and seeing the beauty that is around us at all times and uh, just having that work. For us and understanding it. Um, so I find it very appropriate to have you as the first guest uh, because not only do you work within those realms, but you're a Taurus. Um, and so now what's interesting about you, um, fascinating story, and I had to put you on the spot about it um, as, we, as we gab. You haven't always been a Taurus, right? You have yeah. a special, unique story. Um, about, you know, anyways, I'm not even going to try to explain it. I want you to tell people how you weren't always a Taurus and, uh, yeah, get in there. Tell us about it. Um, so I'm adopted. And when I came to the U S I was adopted when I was two years old and they decided to change my birthday. And I think it was because, um, to kind of help give me time to assimilate to a new culture and a new language. And so I was given the birthday, November 20th, 1978. And then later in life, I was given my birth certificate, which actually actually stated I was born May 20th, 1977. So, and, and it's interesting that it's six months apart. Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. like how, how I was thought I was a Scorpio for the majority of my life in the beginning. And I realize now that I am a Taurus and it's exactly six months apart from each other. Um, and yeah, I definitely identify more with being a Taurus. Like I guess to me, Scorpio is a little darker and edgier and sexier. And I never really felt that way. Um, and, and very emotional and passionate in a very outward way. I feel a lot of Scorpios are. 
And when I found out I was a Taurus, I was like, oh my gosh, that makes so much more sense. Like I, I kind of move slower. I like to be settled. I love to relax. I love like, um, I love material things like material beauty and being surrounded by that, um, being grounded. I love trees. Like if I was to pick an environment, like the ideal environment, you know, people will pick the ocean or the desert or the forest. I am a forest person. (laughs) (laughs) And like, I have a favorite tree and yeah. And now I work with crystals, which are just, you know, gifts from mother earth. And I've just always been a big believer in protecting and caring for mother earth. So so yeah, it just makes so much more sense. Oh my gosh. Yes. It's like Taurus written all over it. <laughs> so I'm going to say the switch did resonate with you then once you found that out. Um, it and it amplifies like the truths behind astrology. Right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that makes a whole lot of sense. And I mean, I, at the time you were married to a Scorpio, right? So yes. You already knew that energy, you know, out, you know, in your partner, which is actually very fitting because it's a polarity, you know, Taurus and Scorpio are exactly like you're saying, uh, that's six months different, but also exactly, um, opposite in the Zodiac. Um, so with any type of opposites, there always, there always is a relation. So even when you're one thing, you're going to see that kind of shadow of the other. So you could have been, you could have been a Scorpio maybe, but Taurus makes so much sense for you like just a (laughs) no-brainer really um and so you know you listed some of the things that you have that that you that you resonate with as a Taurus um what would you say is the most like stereotypical Taurus thing about you you know how there's kind of stereotypes about uh, with the zodiac you know like like you were just saying, I take my time, you know. Yes, like <laughs> I'm kind of slow moving and yeah, I like to be settled. I'm not, um, I'm a very, I'm kind of a homebody. So I don't, mm. I haven't really traveled much in my life so far. I mean, I have, but not to the extent I think of a lot of this free spirited um, trend. I think that people, you know, I just see all over Instagram, people just traveling, traveling, traveling. And I tend to be like, yeah, I love my home base. I love creating a comfortable nest for myself and yeah. And feeling grounded. Like I kind of do feel out of sorts and anxious when I don't feel grounded. So I need like meditation and yoga to kind of connect to my body. So I think those are typically Turian um, aspects. Yeah, absolutely. And it makes sense with uh, the work that you do with energy healing and just shifting energy that's around you because Taurus has the ability to pick up on those subtle frequencies because it has that kind of peace and like that oneness um, with its surroundings um, and vibrations and sound and stuff like that. uh, Taurus really connects to those things. I remember when we first started getting into... um, I mean, I'm sure we loved crystals as a kid and, you know, like everybody, you know, that's so pretty. But when we really started to get into it and finding more about, about um, you know, the, the different vibrations of crystals, I remember you remarking how much you picked up on, you know, just when you hold, held particular crystals or walking into a room that had a lot of crystals or a store, how you would just so easily pick up on that v- vibration. I think that's a very Taurus quality. Um, do you, is there anything that you prep yourself to do to be able to kind of like, is that just an innate skill of yours or do you kind of like have a spidey sense you get to hone in on? 
I feel like we all, well, we all have psychic abilities and we all, and you know, and it's important to kind of tap into our intuition and our sixth sense, but it gets expressed in various ways. Like some people, it's more clear audio for them, more other people are more clairvoyant. And for me, I definitely feel and sense things in my body. Mm. Like, like maybe before the, the, a day before I give a healing, I'll start to get some weird ache in my body that's just coming out of nowhere or like feel really tired in my mind, like my head feels foggy. And then the next day I'll, I'll talk to my client and, you know, they were just all up in their mind about something. And I was like, okay, that's where it came from. So it's like, it's kind of, um, yeah, I think it's just this, that's, that's how my energetic connection, that's how I energetically connect with people is actually through my body. So it's like a physical sensation mm. and everybody's different. You know, everybody definitely experiences their psychic spidey senses um, in different ways. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, we, we all have uh, different ways that we tap into that energy and, and actually honing in on what that particular sense is will allow us to get, you know, a little closer to what, how our intuition works. Like, you it's know, empowering. Yes, it is because you can start to trust yourself more when you rely on particular senses that you kind of feel over and over again, whether it's like you said in your body or in the, um, you know, more clear audio type, you know, little something, little bell in your ear or, you know, or you get um, suddenly really sensitive to smells, you know, mm-hmm. that's a lot of the process of healing and awakening ourselves is our senses heighten. And yeah, and then it's kind of different for everybody. Like you, you're your sense of hearing gets really, you know, heightened or sense of smell or taste or yeah, any of those, any of those feeling sensories. Yeah. It, it's funny because, um, I remember a long time ago, Kiki and I took a women's intuition class as we, at this local, what is it? Like a psychics co- college type of deal. Yeah. I remember um, that. Yeah. We, uh, we started going to a couple like Monday nights where they would do some healings and um, do some different readings. You know, they're kind of like student based, like when you go get your hair cut by some <laughs> from, from students that are learning how to, you know, you might get a good message. You might not, but it was, it was a fascinating time. And we ended up taking this class that, um, I think really helped me at the time. I mean, we've all both grown immensely since that. That was probably like a decade ago now, right? Yeah. Oh my God, where'd the time go? Um, but I think that really helped me personally get in tune with my own uh, intuitive faculties because I, you know, a lot of us don't think we're intuitive until we, like we said, you know, kind of tap into what it is that, you know, how how that energy speaks through us. And I think for me, because I have a Capricorn moon, so, you know, Taurus season as we're entering here is, is earth energy. And any earth energy is going to feel it more on a sensory level. Like you were saying, Kiki, you feel it in your body. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I do readings or, you know, consultations for people, Sometimes it takes a second for it to get going, you know, but once it starts going, it is so reliable. My body will just light up with just intuitive information. Like I'm not being told anything in particular, but whatever comes in, you know, my whole body just kind of lights up and I feel that kind of wave of sensation. A great thing that I remember learning from that class was because I, I, as a Taurian, I'm, I'm visual, like I love to surround myself by beautiful things. But um, I realized that I'm not, clairvoyance isn't my first sixth sense. And so I don't see things in my mind's eye necessarily, but I would just get a word instantly. Like a word would just pop into my head. And so I remember us being, 
guided through a meditation to um, familiarize ourselves with some spirit guides. And, you know, and the name Clara popped into my head, you know, out of nowhere. And that was the name of one of my spirit guides. And so that was a really cool thing to learn was that a lot of times when we're trying to tap into our intuition, um, it's that first thought or that first word that just pops into our head. And that's the message that we were meant to learn or to listen or to, to, to know at that moment. And so, and, and again, the trusting that intuition, trusting that like first instinct that comes to mind rather than allowing our ego and our mind to question you know, these things and then be like, oh, it's not true because we're just, you know, constantly just questioning, analyzing it and allowing our mind to just break it down. So yeah, just kind of going with the gut instinct and going with the flow. That was was one of the great lessons that I learned from that class. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause instinct is everything. And a lot of times, you know, and, and that's the thing too, with Taurus, uh, Taurus, Scorpio polarity, a little more so with Scorpio than Taurus, but still both of these energies kind of bring up issues of trust, um, and learning to trust, um, ourselves or, you know, other people, situations. And a lot of times we have to go off our instincts in order to be able to trust. Um, and so having that, um, that kind of bodily awareness or, you know, trusting what kind of comes in the mind, as long as it's coming from the instinct and the gut, you know, like not the mind chattering and doing its business, but you know, that just thing that pops in and the mind becomes a tool then to kind of get that message across. Um, And that seems so fitting for you, Kiki, with your Gemini moon. Um, Because I think, you know, with the sun and the moon combo and obviously our rising signs, uh, that can kind of tap into how we pick up information intuitively. Like I'm a cancer sun uh, with that Capricorn moon. And so, yes, I'm picking up those bodily sensations and uh, kind of sensory information, but I'm also going off of that feeling faculty. Um, so if, if something doesn't feel right or, you know, I feel good about it or I feel bad about it or, you know, what have you, like that is a very powerful thing for me. And so I love for you with that Taurus sun and then that Gemini moon is, yeah, you're getting those sensations, right? But then like you're saying that word, like just, you know, not a conversation, just one particular thing pops in um, and you can uh, kind of like have that download intellectually in a way, which makes you a great communicator. You're one of the best communicators I I know. You're very great with the putting something out there succinctly, I would say. (laughs) No, recently I just went to a sound bath and I was just lying there, just open, open mind, open heart to whatever was to be received. And out of nowhere, the word Melchizedek popped into my head. Oh, and that's a really random word, right? Like that's not common. That's not something you hear every day. And it's actually an ascended master. He's a high priest who um, helps to, educate us more, brings more light into um, our aura, our universe, our presence. And his message is that you've come far on your spiritual path, but there's still more to learn. Mm. And so it was just, and he's, I've learned about him in um, one of my Oracle decks, um, the light workers, keepers of the light by Kyle Gray. And, um, and so as soon as that name just popped in my head, I knew he came forward, you know, to send me this message. So I like, you know, went home and I, you know, reread his message in the, in the Oracle deck, um, booklet. So it's just, yeah, it's, I love when that happens, when that just random word just pops into your head out of nowhere and then you're guided, you know, and that's just always so helpful to be guided. 
Oh my gosh. And that's a, that is a random, random <laughs> word. And the fact that you remember it, go home, you know, look it up. Um, I love like it. it and I was like, wait, how do I know this word? Melchizedek, where does that come from? Yeah. And then kind of, I had, and then I had to piece it together and like, go, oh my gosh. And yeah. It's that high priest. I need to go look it up. That's <laughs> hilarious. Do you find that you notice, um, words outside of yourself? Like say you're, uh, you see a billboard sign that has a particular message or any type of, um, rather than the message being downloaded, just kind of something coming into your awareness. Um, I love practicing that. That has been a huge comfort for my spiritual path um, is seeing signs from universe all around us. So as we start to, you know, become more present and like live in the moment, we start to recognize all these beautiful details around us. And so, yeah, you get those signs from billboards, you hear like songs that pop up that really resonate with us. I love numerology. So I've been seeing like number patterns everywhere, which is wonderful signs from universe um, of support and love and encouragement. Um, and then like animals, like I know that we definitely um, would talk about that a lot together is these animals that would come out of nowhere. I've been seeing a lot of butterflies lately. So this sign of transformation, you know, things are really blossoming and growing and, and, and I see it and it's happening and it's exciting. Um, like new work opportunities are starting to come up and um, yeah. And I just, I feel like a newer self and, and, and again, this is great in the season of spring and yeah, getting into the Taurus transit where we're manifesting what we've been dreaming about and working towards and wanting and wishing in our lives. Mm, yes. Well, you've already always been the, a butterfly person. If I recall, you'd have like butterflies on your finger, like they just land on you and <laughs> you had affinity. Um, but what you might not know, because you, I don't think you've you haven't had a chance to listen to the previous part of this episode, um, but our animal ambassador of the week is the swan um, and appreciating the beauty that is all around you, you know, and the grace and like being able to look at life with kind of a softer eye. Um, and I find that that's very appropriate to start off, um, you know, the first few days of tourist season because yes. Yeah. So how can we appreciate that beauty, you know, to kind of calm us down, give us a sense of peace we need um, in order to begin to manifest the things we want to, you know, do in life or put into motion or, you know, make concrete. Um, Because a lot of times we get caught up uh, in how things might go wrong or where we don't have what the resources we need to do it or, you know, this, that, and the other thing. But if we just appreciate how, you know, kind of amazing life life is and just look at the beauty that's all around us it's almost like that ends up supporting us in some in in a way because if we can look at the world with a softer eye we can also look at ourselves that way um so Yeah. yeah i think um a really great message about the taurian transit is um slow down and yes we are manifesting things but we have to be patient with those manifestations, we can't expect it to happen right away. And that was a big lesson for me too. I feel like um, it's, I think um, Christopher Rotecki talks about how usually it takes about six months for something that we want to happen in our lives to start to manifest. And yeah. And as a bull, you know, you, they're known to kind of like move slowly and, and the pace is, you know, they take their time. And um, so, yeah, I think that's a really important message to realize and to experience in this Taurus transit is to slow down. Yeah. Enjoy the beauty and the surroundings um, 
of, of the present moment, find those signs from universe and, and yeah, and just allow things to manifest in divine timing. Divine timing. That's a, that's a good term for this for sure. And I know you have a couple Aries planets in there. So of course, so you can get a little impatient and we do have to point out that, you know, uh, Mercury, who's just gone direct, um, is still in Aries. So even though we're kind of moving, we got Venus in Taurus, we got the sun moving into Taurus midweek here. Um, we still have our mind that is uh, ready and raring to go. So uh, if you feel a little impatient in the mind as we get settled in this Taurus energy, just know like that's just kind of where the mind is right now. Um, but all the rest of the faculties, you know, between that Taurus and that Capricorn energy with Mars and Saturn and Pluto being there, uh, we're going to slow down a bit and uh, really focus on what it is that we are manifesting in material, real life terms. You know, no more ideas. We're past the idea stage. We're, we're actually getting down to, you know, building the foundation and having things actually become real uh, and earth-like. So we have a lot of dynamic things happening this week, Kiki. We have like, what do we have? We have Saturn and Pluto going retrograde. Uh, We have Chiron who's moving into Aries, which is actually big news. Um, And we have the sun moving into Taurus. Mercury's just gone direct. We have a waxing moon, all these things. Um, So, you know, we're changing gears here. Um, so I know you really specialize in, uh, working with energy and shifting it towards, towards the highest good. And so as we shift ourselves through this energy, I was wondering if you had any like recommendations or tips or, you know, how, what can we do to really utilize this Taurus manifestation energy, um, that's headed our way? I would like to recommend some crystals because I absolutely love crystals and, um, you know, they have their own life force energy because they come from the earth. And so they are vibrating these beautiful frequencies that support us in various ways, depending on what type of crystal it is. And so I recommend um, any crystals that are kind of of the red, the black and the brown colors. So like black tourmaline, um, obsidians, um, like red jaspers. So yeah, those type of like root colored and grounding type of color crystals, I think would be really helpful to kind of really pull down that energy and allow things to manifest and materialize. So yeah, I think that would be a really great practice for people to surround themselves with those types of crystals, create crystal grids, um, meditate with them, you know, put one in each palm of the hand. And, um, or even like, I love meditating, just lying down and like just placing that crystal on each chakra center, you know, and, and for like three to five minutes at a time and allowing the frequency of the crystal to match your frequency and and allowing your body and your aura and your, in your biomagnetic field to absorb that helpful vibration from the crystals. Mm, I love it. And it sounds, it already sounds so peaceful. Um, (laughs) Would you say there's a particular chakra that is associated with Taurus or Taurus season or, uh, I mean, it's good to balance them all, of course, but would you say that one kind of takes precedence during this time of year? Um, I guess considering it's Taurus is associated with manifestation, I would say the sacral chakra, the orange chakra, which is kind of in that womb area right below the belly button. And yeah, that's our creation center. So you know, it's, it's still, um, a part of the lower body chakras, um, rather than the ones that are kind of like throat, 
third eye um, crown, which are more associated with our higher selves and our spiritual selves. So it's more in the body. And yeah, it's that center of our, our create our creative selves. And so, yeah, it's that orange orange center so again orange crystals would probably be great like carnelian um and just visualizing um an orange orb just like getting shinier and sparklier and this, and just becoming this bright clear orange color and then also eating like fresh organic foods that are orange colored also is very very helpful so oranges and carrots mm. and you know things like that can also kind of help clear that chakra and allow things to manifest and, and allow us to be our creative selves. Mm. So. And I like you bring up the food element too, because, um, you, you know, Taurus is, is manifesting and growing that, you know, the, that the resource, the sustenance that we need to basically keep this body alive and healthy. And I know that you're very, um, you're, you're admirable for your eating practices. You have, <laughs> you have an excellent diet and it really radiates all over you. You can, you can tell. Um, so are there any, um, kind of clean eating recommend recommendations that you would have during this season or like one thing you would say if you were to kind of gravitate to, um, I know that's an interesting, weird question, but <laughs> uh, if there's like kind of one thing you could well, do to kind of clean your eating up a little bit. It has been like a very interesting path to this on the spiritual path is like cleaning the temple and like cl- and purifying everything and, you know, mind, body and soul in various ways. And so, yes, eating um, a cleaner diet does help. I mean, I am definitely not perfect. I still love chocolate and oh. And, you know, and coffee every once in a while. I'm, I, I know that I'm still working towards um, improving myself. Um, I'm not vegan yet, but I, I kind of see that in my future. <laughs> but, um, but just eating clean, as clean as we can, eating whole foods, eating foods in its most natural state is super important. Um, and, you know, I've been trying to incorporate more organic produce in my diet and it, and it tastes better too. Like Mm -hmm. as a Taurus, I love food and I love to eat. So, you know, it has been harder for me to kind of like get rid of like go completely pure or completely raw because I just enjoy eating. But, um, but you have to find that balance. And I love, I actually love starting off uh, the day every day with a little shot of kombucha. And so that kind of gets the system, you know, um, the digestive system going in a really good way. The gut is our um, immunity. It, it, it carries our immunity. So it's so important to have like a healthy gut um, so that our entire body feels good and we don't get so sick it's so easily. So, um, so yeah, I've been doing that, which has been great. Right. So rather than starting my day off with a cup of coffee, like either started, start your day off with a full glass of water. Uh, maybe a glass of water with lemon in it or a little shot of kombucha and I've kind of gotten this taste for it and so you don't have to drink a whole entire bottle of kombucha like you know so I one bottle lasts me like four or five days and just taking that one little shot and and in a way my body kind of looks forward to it every morning it's Mm. kind of a way to start so yeah but like eating cleaner and drinking a lot more water so replacing you know when you're eating a meal just drink water with that meal And, you know, and so if you still like enjoy drinks with flavor, you know, maybe doing those things in between your meals. But, you know, if if you've got that full flavored food that you're eating, you don't need a a flavorful drink as well, you know, to overstimulate the palate. Um, So, yeah. So drinking more water and and trying to eat 
eat foods in its most natural state, I think is, is actually a really good, good practices. Mm, I think it sounds perfect. And I love that idea with kombucha in the morning because I like kombucha too, but a whole bottle can be a little much at times and it's not either, you know, so there's a way to kind of utilize it. And and I love the ritual that you've made out of it, uh, which, you know, ritual is kind of another thing that Taurus gravitates well to that kind of, you know, stabilized routine of things. Um, So yeah, the Taurus season could be, I love that all the tips that you shared Kiki and however we can kind of take these ideas and uh, just make little rituals out of them uh, will really help to kind of stabilize the energy of this season, I think, and just have us feel more grounded because I don't know about you, but this last month or so, Pisces in most of Aries season was challenging. <laughs> yes, big lessons and big shifts. I've, I definitely went through a lot of that for sure. But it, like, and like having to sacrifice and like letting go of certain things in order to welcome better and new things, that's kind of what I had experienced through the Pisces transit. And then and then going through um, going through this Aries transit was um, was kind of is is kind of like this slow move. Like I see the change happening, but like it hasn't completely materialized, which I think is what's going to be happening in Taurus. So I'm very excited about yeah, getting like being in this Taurus season now. Mm, that's perfect because you know Mercury had been retrograding the whole time. So even though we had that dynamic Aries energy, it was like slow your roll. <laughs> Not yet. Um, so I think you're dead on with that. Um, so yeah. So cheers to Taurus season and to all our uh, Taurus birthdays out there, and to Kiki. Happy early birthday to you. Thank you. Yes. Happy birthday to all my fellow Taurians out there. Yes. So let's celebrate uh, and you know. Get luxurious because that's what tourists like to do. <laughs> um, so. life, enjoy food, yes, enjoy, and take some time to relax. <laughs> oh, this is all sounding so good, Kiki. <laughs> I'm so ready for this time of year. Um, so, all right. Well, fabulous. Uh, our time is up, um, but I think you've shared some wonderful things to hear today, and I'm so glad to have you on. And uh, so where people, where can people find you? What, you know, what are your services? What do you provide? Uh, tell us a little bit more about that before we part. Yeah, I just, I'm an energy worker, and I use Reiki and crystals, light work, specific sounds, um, I throw in some aromatherapy as well. And you can find more about me, find out more about me at heartkiki.com. And you're more than welcome to email me at info at heartkiki.com. And uh, my Instagram feed is the happiness healer at the happiness healer. So yeah, please message me, reach out, check, check it out. And I just, I am just wishing like love and joy with, for people, for everyone, that's our birthright. And so that's kind of the work that I'm focused on is helping people just shed energy that no longer serves and um, allowing you to just fully be your true selves and enjoy this life. Lovely. And for those of you uh, who don't know, Kiki is located in the LA area and she can do... Um, uh, she can do sessions in LA, but you also do work remotely. So it doesn't matter where you are, uh, Kiki can help. Yeah, it's great. Reiki has a specific symbol and chant that is for distance healing. So yeah, I mean, energy transcends space and time. So that is absolutely possible as well. Yes. And I had a, I had a, um, a session with you not too long ago, uh, that you did remotely. And I, that was the first time I had had a remote session and I cannot, 
Oh my goodness. Like it really, you feel it. I knew where you were at each time as you shifted and it is, it was amazing. So I highly recommend that to anybody who's curious um, about uh, Reiki or just energy healing in general, because it works. It works. <laughs> um, so thank you, Kiki. Um, all right. So uh, where can you find me? You can find me at energeticprinciples.com uh, and at energetic principles on Instagram and Facebook. Forgot about Facebook these days. <laughs> Although all the controversy. Um, yes. So stick with that Instagram. Uh, so you can find me there. And once again, uh, I spoke up earlier in the show uh, that if you would like to become a uh, patron of this podcast, uh, you can visit me at Patreon, uh, patreon.com backslash energetic principles. And that's also where you can find the tarot subscription that I spoke of earlier if you would like to join. And this week it is free. So come on, check it out. See if it works for you. Um, and if so, I'd love for you to sign up. Um, so, all right, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, we'll see you on the flip side. What about your tagline? <sighs> May the stars be with you. Yes, it's so good. Mm-hmm.